Hello, everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent, and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually dropped the thought piece this past Sunday, so definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, we're available wherever podcasts are playing, and we've provided you with a few links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post and of course if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going like comment and share this segment let's get into it Hello, les mecs les mecs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And today's topic of discussion is mental health. And on the topic of mental health, I'm going to be talking about the life transitions you didn't know you needed that are painful, but definitely a rite of passage. And I talked earlier this week about different life transitions that we didn't recognize, give us an opportunity to really step into ourselves, even though that non-shared experience creates distance from the people, places, and situations that we knew prior to that experience. I'm going to continue along that vein because I think that life transitions that are specific to our own personal journey will shift and change the environments that we feel safe in. It will shift and change the environments that we are attracted to, and it will also shift and change the people that we want to align ourselves to. So I think that these are very pivotal, very important moments in our personal autobiography, moments in our personal history. And now like looking back, I recognize as painful and as jarring as these moments were, they have shaped me fundamentally. So I think that these are the life transitions that if you haven't had, buckle up, they're on their way. I do think that everyone experiences them without even trying. So, but I want to talk a little bit about the value that you can extract of them. If you're in that situation, if you're kind of dealing with the aftermath and not quite 
able to see why. Like, why did this take place? Why are you in this place of suffering? And all of the work that comes with going through one of these significant life transitions. So I think one of the very first life transitions that had really impacted me growing up, and we're gonna go down memory lane a little bit, is my first serious breakup. And though I had like cute little romances in my adolescent years, my first serious breakup was with my first live-in boyfriend just after I graduated from university. And though I was the one who initiated the breakup, it created a lot of chaos in my life because I had to first really see myself clearly to recognize that as much as I was developing a certain level of familiarity with this individual that we had already built a life. We, we had two dogs. Uh, just as an example, our plans were we plans, right? Like we had gotten to that place where like I and an individualist was thinking in a we, like I and him, we were this unit. And so when I saw myself being hindered by maintaining this unit, like I'm like, I saw my growth and I recognized that my growth required me to grow away from him. It was a heartbreaking realization. And it was that kind of honesty that required action on my part for me to honor myself in action by moving away from what was familiar to me to do what was best for me and he simply wasn't that. So though I initiated the breakup and a lot of people assume that because the one who breaks up like with the person they don't go through their own emotional turmoil, that is not true. Both parties deal with their own form of emotional turmoil and like while I had good reason to break up with this individual, it remapped the future that I had spent the time we were together building and expecting to come into fruition. And so breaking up, that breakup especially, and I've had breakups again before, I've had breakups after, but that breakup completely shaped my perspective on relationships. It shaped my perspective on love. It shaped my perspective on what I wanted out of love, what I refused to tolerate out of love. And I was raised with the with the belief, it was pretty much like ingrained in my head that love is a principle. Love is not an emotion. Love is a choice you make every day. So when you choose your person, you're choosing to choose to love them every single day. So even on the days that you don't feel like loving them, you love them out of principle because that is the choice, the commitment you made. And that's what love truly is. It's a blessing and a sacrifice together based on how you're feeling at any given moment. But to assume that love is an emotion will subject you to a lot of volatility in life and a lot of different unnecessary heartbreak in life because love at its root is a practice, right? And it's a practice that we practice whether we feel it or whether we don't. And I was ready to do that with this human being. And so when I broke up with him, I recognized that if I wanted to maintain the commitment or maintain the belief that love is a principle, then I had to increase my standard. And if I was going to increase my standard, then I needed to really focus on building myself, like building myself up in, in ways where I was building up my self-confidence because it was torn down from that relationship. I was building up my sense of self-worth. I was really being very clear as to what it was that I wanted out of a relationship and what I didn't. And it changed the way I navigated relationships. It made me more comfortable saying no than with saying yes. You know, I didn't treat it as frivolously as I had before. When someone wanted to have a serious relationship with me, I took serious relationships seriously. Whereas before I liked serious relationships because I liked the title. I thought it was cute and quirky and whimsical. But after all of that decoupling, I was like, no, like there's not gonna be a day in my life where I enter a relationship lightheartedly. 
I'm gonna be very serious about it. And I think that that was a life transition that was horrifically painful. In fact, a few of my friends called it the dark ages, but it was so significant in my maturation and my emotional maturation, which was very low at that point in time. But it helped me grow up really quickly and it helped me approach relationships with a much more level head. Like the rose colored lenses came off because when you wanna build a life with someone, you can't just see the good times. You can't just see the blessings and the benefits. You have to see the sacrifices and the costs that are going to be associated with partnership, with moving from I to we. And if you're ready to do that, if you see it in that way, then you have to kind of go into that situation eyes wide open. And I think that that's something that I do relatively well. Does it mean I've been in less relationships? Absolutely. But it does it also mean that I've been more intelligent about the relationships that I entertain? Absolutely. And if you're going through the aftermath of that breakup, and we know what I mean when I say that breakup, the significant breakup that really is going to take you several months, maybe a couple of years to pick yourself back up from, trust and believe you can come out better for it. Just remember what I said about understanding love as a principle, especially if you love this person, but decided that you can't love them as a principle, like it's not a choice you can make every day while honoring yourself, then you did good. This is a life transition that is solstice for the soul, right? It is the castor oil that no one wants to drink, but is good for every single one of us and definitely had to make it in this video today. Another life transition that I would wish on no one, but benefits us depending on the perspective that we take is trauma. And I have had my share, my fair share, my unfair share of trauma. And I think that it's the choice that you make when you're at that crossroad, because for those of us who have experienced very traumatic events, especially if it's a traumatic event that isn't like a point in time with kind of long burning traumatic event, you have this point in time where you decide if this event is going to consume you, if it's going to break you, or if it's going to make you. And every choice, every choice I have decided that it will make me. And that's mostly because of a commitment I made to myself as a child when I was too young to know better. And I'm so thankful for that. When I was being bullied and I had to go back to high school with these people and I, I made the promise to myself that no matter what I was going to push through like I was not going to let anyone in this world break me and make me feel lesser than no matter what was thrown my way I was going to rise to the occasion I was not going to yield and one of my like go-to motivational pump up movies in my adolescent years was 400 there is something about that movie it was a lot for me it represented just a lot of different things for me and my young mind but it also represented the concept of I will not yield. I will not yield to anything that is requiring me to bend against myself, against my values, against my morals, against my integrity, against my sense of personal honor, of personal regard. It doesn't matter like what the consequences are. I will push. I will become stone in the face of anything that is asking me to yield against my own personal sense of values and ideals. And I think that that is a promise that is so deeply rooted in my core that even if like the adult version of me wants to yield, the child within me won't. It will not yield and it pushes me through. And I think the one thing about traumatic events that I can say, I have seen so much steel come out of me in those events. There's so much strength, so much willpower that surprises me. Like and you're being subject to cruelty, subject to harm, subject to, you know, all sorts of different things that translate as trauma in our lives moving forward. And I think that one day when I'm writing my autobiography, it will be a celebration of how I showed up for myself the way I promised myself I would through those traumatic events. And I refuse to celebrate trauma. There's nothing fun or light or lighthearted about experiencing trauma, but you can experience how you showed up for yourself through that trauma or how you pulled yourself up 
back on your feet despite that trauma and how much growth is required to do that. Bouncing back from trauma requires growth. You cannot bounce back from trauma the same person you were going into trauma. To heal from trauma requires growth. It requires clarity. It requires introspection, reflection. It requires so much grit, so much grit. And I knew I was a gritty person. I knew I had grit in me, but not to the extent that life has shown me. And life has shown me to how much grit I have and how much grit I still have left. So this is a transition that I, I feel that if you experience it, if you're going through a traumatic event, push through it. Don't let it break you. Don't let it take your light out, which is what these traumatic events, I really I really feel they all try to do. They try to find a way to dim your light or to remove your ability to see your own light and to like cover you in shame and just hide your essence and hide your individuality because the people who subject others to trauma, like they have succumbed to that reality. And I say, no, don't succumb to that reality, but recognize that if you can push yourself to the other side of it, a different version of you is going to actualize through that transition. A different version of you is going to actualize and will be birthed out of you choosing to show up for yourself every day and fight back against what is fighting against you. And I think that that is a very beautiful, though painful experience that has really built me into the woman that I am today. And so the last life transition that I want to talk about is a life transition into just self-actualization. And I am someone who has chased self-actualization my whole life. And I think maybe it was because I was so sick and tired of people telling me who I was and who I wasn't. I wanted to discover it for myself, but not through words, through experiences. And I wanted to experience the world in such a way that it, the world showed me who I was. And by the world, I mean the events, the situations, the, the instances, the ways that I relayed and responded to these instances so that my depiction of myself was close to reality. It wasn't just words and it wasn't just hubris. It was really how I see myself and how I can objectively say I showed up in specific situations. And a lot of us don't know who we are. We know who we think we are, but we haven't experienced ourselves because we haven't had many life experiences. And I think that when you travel, when you are uncomfortable, when you give yourself the opportunity to sit in uncertainty and to endure suffering, you see yourself. You really see who you are. And you also see who you are becoming. And I think that it's such a special gift to see yourself becoming through a situation, to go through a situation long enough that you see the parts of you that were maybe weak, that were fragile, that were frail, that were heavy and holding you back break off as this new 2.0 version is coming out of you because I think that that's the adaptive nature of the human spirit. I think if you're withstanding something long enough and you know that you, as you are withstanding it, can't deal with it, what happens is as your body realizes that like you've decided you're going to withstand this, you're going to push through, even if you're kind of punching in the dark, you don't really know what you're doing or where you're going, it's going to activate different aspects of, of your character and of your personality and of your individuality that will completely destroy what is coming up against you. And I think that if you give yourself time to see what manifests out of you when it comes to these periods of hardship, then you will give yourself permission to be amazed. Now that was it, but definitely not all, not before letting you go. I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a 
a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above these events. So check it out. Be part of our game changer community, being part of the change that you want to see, allowing us a small role to play in your journey. We are on the road to 1K, so we do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms, and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later. I just feel like